Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Geekly Reveal. It's that show that brings you geekly news on a geekly basis. Let's say geekly a billion times. Once again. Until it loses the meaning of itself. And it never yeah, even had a meaning. <laughs> That's, <laughs> guess what, it's me, it's your host Dom, aka Brother Dom, all over the internet. And that other voice you heard is the queen of co-hosts. Would you like to tell the people formally who you are? Hey all, it's me, Stephanie, aka Captain Stuff on Twitter, the Snow Queer on Tumblr, uh, Hello Stuff on Instagram, and in general, a slightly tired but feeling productive post Halloween co host. How are you, Dom? I'm, you know, I'm feeling the same way. I was productive today, did a good deep wash of my hair, did a bunch of laundry, just caught, kind of caught up from the weekend. You know, times are. Times are getting wild, but that hour hour of extra sleep was nice, I have to say. That was very good. Uh, going to sleep before 10 has done wonders for me, especially since I was out the night before. Um, I went to an after-Halloween Halloween party. Mm. Um, but it's exciting because next year Halloween is on a Saturday, I believe. Oh, thank God. Yeah, it's that Saturday going into Daylight Savings, and all the people that are into like horoscopes and astrology and stuff have pointed out that it's also a full moon. So it should be uh, very nice. It should be a good Halloween. Nice. Everyone's going to be wild, and I assume Yomacon will be that weekend, since it always is. And it it'll <laughs> and it's be, also the weekend before the election. Oh, uh, you know what? There's going to be a lot of uh, just... It's going to... Ooh, that's going to be a weird weekend. Weird, weird weekend. Can't believe yeah, we're already upon the election. God. Guess we've got... Within a year, we're finally close. <sighs> yeah. Got to do a lot of work this year. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of interesting, interesting stuff going on in the world of nerd news. I mean, I guess we could probably jump in soon, but uh, just from the top, no My Hero Academia update this week. No recap. They did not have an episode this week. They didn't, and I didn't realize they didn't, so I uh, I thought I had seen something on Twitter that said, like, the dub is delayed, and so I was like, oh, it's fine, I watched this. I've been watching the sub, so I went to look for it this morning, and I was like, oh. Yeah, I think there was like no sub event. either. <laughs> yeah, I think it just didn't air or something. I don't, uh-huh. I don't, know, I don't know if it was so much delayed, but just it didn't air. But I can't remember why. It's We could probably look that up, but I think people are coming <laughs> for the recap, not for the reason for lack of recap. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, Great British Baking Show, Bake Off, finished this past weekend. No spoilers for that, but it was a good episode. We got three episodes left, yeah. so. Yeah. Um, it was. And a- the one I just watched was the, uh, the dessert episode. It was brutal. I don't feel bad about spoiling a few weeks back. Is that... I don't feel bad I about that. I think that's that. fine. Yeah, yeah. But it was... It, it, I, I felt sad that episode, but he was... Uh, he, he he looked like he knew and he was ready to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to... Like, when you see the... You're like... I, they're also delightful is the thing. You know? Yeah. Like, none of them are jackasses, so you're just like, Oh, I want this to go well for you. And oh no, your thing fell apart. Yeah, like There's a first few... Like, there's always a couple contestants that just genuinely aren't that good at bakers and i don't feel as bad but i still do mm-hmm. feel a little bad because you could see that they were trying and i hate seeing people fail when they try and they're like nice people yeah but it was a good show I, i'm kind of springing this topic up just just ever so slightly um but uh, there's been a lot of discourse back and forth about whether or not people like the weekly format um ultimately well not ultimately Partially, I think it's a ploy from Netflix to retain membership, obviously. Mm-hmm. But also, the show does air naturally on a weekly basis, right? That... I think so. Yeah, so it's more just Brit- like, it might actually be like, 
rather than giving it all to us to binge at some point, we are getting it in time with Britain, but it feels like it's like delayed because... We do get it a couple days later. Um, yeah, because we're not used to not being able to binge. Well, no, no. I mean, like, it, it airs, like, on Wednesday there, and we get uh, it on okay. Friday. So it's, like, a couple days delayed. And Google, with all of its infinite wisdom, is so great. It always wants to give you updates. But it's like, hey, uh, I, I can't watch this episode yet, so thanks for the spoiler. <laughs> like, I wasn't even <laughs> wait. It's not a big deal. I've been trying to get away from, like, spoiler culture and not worry about it. Um, uh-huh. Not because I think it doesn't impact storylines but because it's a fight that i can't win um uh-huh. so i just said screw it i, I saw end game I'm, I'm not going to seek out spoilers for things i'm currently watching but if it pops up it pops up you know um, yeah exactly like i think we talked about it in one of the my hero updates i knew one of the characters that was going to die because i looked up but i was looking through a wiki for something, for something else. else i'm like uh-huh. well, okay fine like i don't even know who that is and it, it, it's fine but I, I actually like the weekly format of things coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually gives a lot of flexibility to people. And I, I saw a video on this. It was actually from Nick Robinson, who uh-huh. who was online canceled for like being a scumbag. And he I didn't look for this. It just happened to... You ever watch a video and be like, who is this by? Like, oh, that's... I haven't heard that name oh, in years. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it does seem like he's cleaned up his act a little bit. And I don't know what the rules are for being canceled and then doing the work to i mean of all people who have not been canceled online he very effectively was um yeah but as always people who are canceled effectively it's not because of the content they produced nobody really had a problem with this content it was hey stop creeping on your underage female fans dude that's not good um and i agreed (laughs) with that canceling but it wasn't like oh man his jokes aren't funny it was like no he's bad but um no he's just a jerk to some people yeah but that's bad but he did have a good point about netflix (laughs) which you know i i didn't realize it was him after the fact so but which is the point is is that is it may have been mother's basement as well raise the point either way the point is that we have a model for weekly releases along with binging schedules like the anime anime is this format a lot of people will wait till a season's over um, mm-hmm. to binge the whole thing because they like stories that way. But there's a lot of people that do want to keep up with it with the simulcast. And, you know, it, it's really good for engagement because it kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've ever watched a show that comes out on the Netflix model, if you don't binge it in the first week to two weeks, there's nowhere else to have conversation on that. It's, it's yeah, over. Yeah, no one's ever going to talk to you about it it's again. It's done. Like, and people pointed out, like, there was a really good episode of BoJack Horseman, not in this recent season, but like two seasons ago. That won mm-hmm. an Emmy, and nobody talks about it because people binge it, <laughs> consume it, let it go. But the, with the weekly basis, it's really good because you can have your discussions each week. Um, but then when the finale drops, all the people who were waiting can also binge it then. And they can jump in mm-hmm. on the conversation, sustain it a little bit longer. And they can go back and reactivate some of the old threads because like, oh, hey, I know you guys talked about this like four weeks ago. But remember this? People like, oh, yeah, that was really cool. And you know, people really respect the, the, the spoiler stuff about it, but that's, like, on forums uh-huh. and things. Um, yeah. But I like it, though, since there's just so much content out there p- giving us the drip feed of it. It's like, oh, maybe I missed this week's episode, but next week I'll watch two. Uh, uh-huh. I can really keep up with it better. Rather than, oh, hey, here's four shows that dropped 20 episodes each. Have fun, jackass. Oh, also, there's a yeah. bunch of movies coming out and a bunch of video games, and you have to go to work. And you have to, like, make food and shower and keep clean and keep house. <laughs> Good luck, bitch. Yeah, but when it's like, hey, 
eight episodes dropped this week, you like you can binge your set list rather than having to binge a show if you choose to. And I, uh-huh. I like that. I don't. I don't think it ruins like the feeling of the coziness of Bake Off to watch an episode a week. That's yeah. I like the once a week format. Yeah, that's fine with me. And it's, even now, like I'm behind, but like. Me and my roommate haven't been binging yet. We've just been watching, like, an episode here and there, like, when we have time. Because there's nothing particularly, fe- like, rushy feeling about Bake Off, you know? Like, that's the whole thing, is that you're watching it to have a good time. Yeah, I guess Bake Off's a bad example for that, because it's a comfy show. It's it's very low stress. Um, yeah. But I feel like some of the other things, like Stranger Things or Luke Cage or some of the other shows that I bounced off of or couldn't get into that well... I would have yeah. maybe got into it better if there would have been an ongoing discussion. No, I definitely agree. Yeah, like House of Cards, you know, this was far before the Spacey stuff happened, but I watched the first four episodes like, man, this is dope. Never got back into it. Like, watched two episodes of Orange is the New Black. Just couldn't get back into it because it just felt so daunting. But Yeah. I don't know. Anime also feels different, though. I think things that are built on a weekly schedule have a different tone to them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, the pacing is different. You you do different things with the pacing if you know that people are going to be consuming it one way versus another. Right, like, some of the Netflix shows kind of, they're like 10-hour movies with weird breaks in them, rather yeah. than 10 episodes that are an hour long. But, yeah. But, you know, speaking of Netflix, you, you've been you've been watching some Netflix, right? Have I? What have I been watching? I don't know, I think Queer Eye came out, right? Where I? Oh yeah, I did watch. I spent a whole day watching Netflix. Sorry, it's been a, a whole thing. It's been that um, kind yeah. of day. This is it's the topic that, that you brought. Day. I thought I thought you were doing a bit. <laughs> oh no, I uh, I'm just an idiot. I no the, no. the weird no. thing about today is that because I because of daylight savings, I was able to sleep in until like ten thirty, but got up at nine thirty, and then had time to watch all of the uh, SNL episode with Katya because. Um, I am thirsty, and Kristen Stewart was hosting. Ah, um, uh, yes, with Coldplay. Yes. Because it is um, 2008 again. Yeah. A joke I stole I from my partner. I skipped the musical. <laughs> Why? Coldplay is genuinely a decent band. We always skip the music. Even with Chance? But, uh, I, didn't wa- I, did- I only watched some of the, the skits of the Chance one. Oh, okay. But yeah, so watch the- that episode. Watched all four episodes of um queer eye japan and then also had time to like clean and reorganize my entire bedroom uh so i've got like it feels like today has kind of like time has dilated in a weird way <laughs> that's funny so yeah um but queer eye japan i did watch it what's it, it so wonderful. what's it like what's it about so it's um i mean pretty straightforwardly the fab five go to japan to do it was like a mini season there were four episodes um they had a uh a sixth their tokyo guide quote unquote a sixth person uh uh, kiko matsuhara who's apparently a big deal model over there okay who also speaks fluent english she's born in the states she speaks fluent english um i'm I'm assuming fluent japanese as well and fluent yeah (laughs) so uh so she was kind of like their like cultural touch point so like and they also had a translator and they did this really they did it really smoothly with the translation where like they had a translator and they acknowledged her at the end of the first episode and said like hey like here's lena she's been doing all this great work behind the scenes like but she's but like the way we chose to edit it was this way and it was to have like 
the guys talking in English and then the uh like the recipients talking back in Japanese. So like just, so the uh, so so the translating happened we just don't have to see it. Exactly. So that's yeah, so the, you don't see everything twice. It always brings things to such a halt like anytime you're watching an interview and you understand that it has to happen, but when you're watching it live it's like hey, so um here, here's me saying the quote in English. Okay, now here's me saying the quote in the other language. Then the other person responds, and they respond to them, and they say it in English, like, man, this is taking forever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for everybody involved because it, it's just like having to say the same thing a whole bunch of times, but translators are very talented people. Yeah, so it was, it was really, like, I thought it was really smart the way they did that. Um, so, like, they did that, um, and, like, me and I was watching it, with my roommate, but also with my my friend who we were roommates together in Japan when we when I studied abroad. Yeah. And like we had some, I mean, like typically, like I know you don't watch Queer Eye, but like typically, like they're fairly sensitive about like certain cultural things. Like whenever they have like a black, uh, I don't know what to call them, like recipient, like like a um, subject like, is probably subject. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like a black subject, like Jonathan will find like a black hairdresser in the neighborhood to do the hair, or like. Stuff like that, like, where they know that, like, this is... Not their this warehouse. Is line. This is not... Yeah, it's not my place to, like... Or, like, Anthony will be like, it's not my place to tell you how to make, like, your cultural traditional dish. You know what's funny, but, though? John, like, John, I, I, th- I think I saw Jonathan cut black hair once. Like... I think he did do it once. Because I know he... Ma- I maybe think that he was, can. like, a... It's always funny, though, when you ask somebody who doesn't have, like... I don't know. Quote-unquote ethnic hair. But it'll still be mm-hmm. like, hey, I brought my buddy in to do it. It's like, why? why? Like, <laughs> my hair's the same <laughs> as yours, Jonathan. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, like, he... Um, but I, I know what you're saying. I'm, I'm glad they do that. Yeah, like, they're they're fairly sensitive about that kind of thing. But also, like, there's something about... Like, we were mostly concerned about, like, the cultural communications. There being, like, such a difference of just, like kind of Asian cultural norms versus Western cultural norms about, like, individuality and, like, being yourself and putting yourself out there. And, like, like Japan has a proverb that, like, translated is, the nail who sticks up will be hammered down. Like... Oh, right. Okay. So, like, the, in, like their whole shtick is, like, to, like, be yourself, like, live your best life, like, like, speak up for yourself, be more confident. Like, so we were wondering, like, how that was going to parse right to japanese culture but i actually did a really like smooth like smart job of it like the uh like the first person was like an older woman who um ran a hospice but like was sleeping on the floor of the hospice because like she was running it out of her house and like had given up all the beds to hospice people or like and so like she was my favorite she was the best but um (laughs) but like just like even at the beginning they were like so what should, how should we talk, like, how should we call her by name and what, like, can I give her a hug? Like, <laughs> like what are the naming and touching norms? And, like, the second episode was about a guy who's gay in a long-distance relationship. And, like, it was very kind of discussed, like, the way that, the like, the culture of, around homosexuality in Japan and how, like, kind of unaccepted it still is to some extent. But, like... They were able to give him ways, but, like, this guy, like, he was very, like, he wanted to flaunt it, kind of. Like, he had studied abroad, and, like, his boyfriend was from London, and, like, when he when he was abroad, he felt very comfortable being himself. But not so much but, like, at home. 
but at home he felt like he needed to be more buttoned up and he like talked about like at one point in in london like he was on dating apps and saw like people saying like no asians in the dating apps but then he would go to his like to his japanese community and they would be like we don't like you because you're gay and so like kind of yeah that feels like (laughs) it feels like that's the same exact episode you'd get if you went to Kentucky and like, oh yeah, I remember when I went to New York and now I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, there's like, they were able to kind of still like, communicate those that way about like, and they were able to give him ways to like, feel more true to him, like, cause he was like, kind of living, like, they talked about like, being one foot out the door, kind of, like, because he felt like he was never going to be able to live his best life in Japan, and they were like, well, you're here now, though, so you want to, you don't want to live always in the future looking for what could be, like, you want to be able to, like, enjoy the present even while you're planning for the future, and so, like, they were able to give him ways to, like, present in a slightly more honest way without sticking out, like, in a way that would bring him undue attention or like get him like slurred or hate crime or something like yeah that makes sense gotta find the the balance like yeah like the balance so that is really nice like, so yeah it was just like really like the, and then the set the third episode had like a really heartwarming like interaction about like between like a mother and daughter like a very overbearing mother and like her daughter who like she was very critical of and it was very like kind of raw, like, it was very much not staged, like, the the conversation that Karamo and the mother and daughter had, like, because like, you could see, like, very honest expressions on the daughter's face as they kind of work through, like, saying, like, when's the last time your mother told you that she loved you? It was like, oof. And, like, there's a different culture about saying I love you in Japan, but still, like, oof. That's... It's just so funny, like, how many of these things translate to, like, just deeply universal experiences because the world's just so jacked up that, like, they went to a completely different culture with completely different norms and they're like, we're still essentially doing the same shit we were doing back home and it still works and that's very depressing. Yeah, so it was very, like, I don't know emotionally and like then for some reason the episodes always for some to me at least go in like negative descending order of like my favorite to my least favorite like Hmm. so like the guy in the last episode the last episode felt a little like weird about like asexuality like japan has like a a much larger cultural issue with like sexless marriages and like like people around our age just avoiding relationships and dating at all because uh it'll interfere with their careers amongst other things but like the whole episode was about getting this, uh, like, putting the spark back in this, like, marriage that had become, like, loveless. Oh, that's, and, that's depressing. Like, there was a, it was very, like, it and, like, it was, like, very sweet to see them work through their issues, but also, like, there was a lot of just kind of, like, pressure of, like, of, like, if you're not having sex with your partner, then, like, what's going on? Like, yeah. I was like, Ugh. I feel, uh, yeah. There's a way to say that, and there's a way not to, because I, I totally get the idea of, like, if you want to be having sex, and, and, you sh- and you're not, and, you're not, and like, then... if two people want to and they're not, like, there's there's some kind of problem. Um, yeah, that could be addressed, but... Yeah, but if it's like, oh, hey, you should be having sex and you don't want to, that, that, then don't, like, that's, that's totally fine, too. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, so, like, that was a little, like, I don't know. The It always, for some reason, by the end of the season, I'm always like, I don't care about this person as much as I, like, <laughs> I was, like, weeping during the first episode. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that, I, I think for the sake of their uh, their marketing, they have to put that episode first because if people like they're used to getting emotional on these, and if the yeah, first if episode is that, that one, like people are gonna be like, "What the hell? This episode, this season does this season sucks." It's like, no, no, we just wanted to save the best for last. Like, no. Yeah. Um, that that is interesting. Yeah, so it was, was a very uh, very good, just like way to spend an afternoon. Yeah, that sounds nice. So, I think even yeah. even uh, Jim Jeffries did an episode about like the, the which is it was a weird show to do it, but about the um, the lack of sex in Japan. Mm-hmm. And it's a very it's a very it's not funny or cool or anything, but it's just very interesting that that's happening. Yeah, it's a very it's like a big cultural. I mean, like certainly America has its own weird big cultural issues. Yeah, I just remember one of the things they said but, like, "Hey." uh... I feel like I got the impression that someone was like, yo, a lot of this is due to, like, women getting more independence, and we're happy they are, but one thing that happens when women get independence is that they have things to do, mm-hmm. and cool, but it's like, well, I'm not gonna bother you, like, if you don't have time, that's that's just part of life. Um, yeah, and there's also, like, a lot of, still, like, a culture of, like, if you're, if you are getting married and want to have kids, like, you should be, like leaving your job to go home and be a stay-at-home mom like so women who don't want to leave their jobs just don't have kids yeah or just don't get married so it's like and the, yeah and that all makes sense it's it's just yeah. one of those things that, that negative that, population growth and all sorts of like oh yeah like we didn't address the system that causes this we're just trying to address the the symptoms so it's mm-hmm. like well if, if you know if, if we're gonna have all these other cultural norms and you know america has other stuff like that too where you know, the the cost of children is so expensive, and then daycare is expensive out of control, and then, you know, are, are you going to get the time off to, to like, take care of a child? Probably not, yeah, like, cause it's America. So, I like, was listening to, like, a, an episode of uh, Stuff Mom Never Told You this morning, and it was from 2014, but it still felt really relevant, because it was about, like, uh, egg storage. Okay. Like, because, like, at the time, like, Facebook had just said, like, hey, like, we'll put... Like, one of our benefits for our female employees is we'll put, like, $20,000 towards, uh, like, the cost of storing your eggs if you want to store your eggs and not have kids later, or not have kids till later. Um, But, like, there's lots of, like, medical stuff and lots of other things involved in that that, like, make it more complicated. But it was, like, is it about women being able to not worry about finding the right man right now who will be a good father? Or is it about, like taking this off the table for women so that they can focus more firmly on their careers and giving the company the top, like, so, so their top productivity. So it's yes to both of those things. Um, yeah. I mean, they wouldn't give you something good without something for their end. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't give you something for their own end for, like, if it did, like, because they wouldn't be able to sell that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's it's just really tough. That's something I know a lot of people talk about. Like, there's this kind of weird, you should be able to do this and, like, screw the company, but also, like, it puts weird pressure on other people. Like, when mm-hmm. people get out for maternity and increasingly paternity leave, one of the things is you're guaranteed to get your job back, which is good. 
Um, uh-huh. But then that means they that you won't be replaced during that year that you're potentially off. Which means they're going to put that work on other people. And that kind of sucks that we don't have, like, systems in place to prevent, like, other people getting horribly burnt out. Like, I, I don't know. I wish there was a way that, we, like, our society just would work. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a, rough that we live in a society. Uh, that's a, uh, I, I hate that quote anymore. Like, we live in a society. Like, yeah, but it's not functioning like society. It's a, it's functioning like a bunch of people standing <laughs> next to each other. Like, <laughs> the problem is that we don't live in a society. <laughs> Truly. Oh, man. It's like, I don't know. I'm so jaded with, like, corporate America and companies and everything. Like... There's no, there, it's so bad. Um, I mean, that's either that's that's either a great segue, or do you have more to talk about Queer Eye? No, let's uh, let's segue right into uh, more about corporate America. So like, international corporations. Inter- international corp, like it's just trash. Like, so we're talking about Blizzard again, and like, actually, I, when aren't we? I just was I, I was scrolling on, on Twitter, like just trying to like make myself feel better, and it's really good. Um, and this person tweeted something on um, their character uh hot like three art and 3d artist uh they're a lighting artist at blizzard and they used to be at disney where they learned to draw while they were on zootopia cool person i'm not gonna at them because i don't want them to get in trouble or anything like mm-hmm. that um but they're saying they're a little bummed out about the mixed reactions due to all the pr stuff out of their control but they worked super hard th- this all year and they hope that we still like it they got to to work on some really cool moments and it's the overwatch 2 cinematic announcement trailer which blizzard is uh, you know it, their, their cinematics are their cinematics are amazing like fantastic like, yeah. like, let's not like before we get into like all the stuff about them as a company like as a design studio amazing like there's really good stuff you know like I, almost part of me wants them to say, stop making video games and just, like, you know, make these videos and, like, compete yeah, with Pixar. Yeah, just make a fucking movie, <laughs> like, my guy. Like, you, you obviously be like the grown-up Pixar. Um, but, but this is kind of the crux of a lot of this. The, the boycotts that people either are doing or want to do is that I'm, I'm very afraid that the people who are... who aren't in charge of these decisions, who don't even agree with these decisions, are going to be negatively impacted by it. Yeah, are going to be the ones who get fucked. Like, is it going to be, like, Bobby Kotick and the other leads of Activision Blizzard? Or is it going to be, like, I don't know, like, the like Jeff Kaplan in Below, you know what I mean? Like, the people who are like, oh, yeah, I don't have a glamorous job, but, like, I coded that cool thing so that when Genji double jumps, his shadow, like, renders properly. Like, mm-hmm. if Blizzard goes under, is that person going to get a job right away? Like, in this horrible games industry that needs to unionize? I don't, I don't think they will, like... It's not like people will bounce back immediately. That's why it's such a big deal when um, Telltale shut down, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's a lot of fighting right now on, like, commenters and stuff like, oh, you know, I thought you all were boycotting Blizzard. Like, but I see a lot of people are excited about that Diablo trailer or the Overwatch trailer. I'm like, well, buddy, like, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not beautiful and that, like, it doesn't look yeah, cool. Like, like, it's a cool-looking idea. Um I'm not... Like, like, there are so many, like, Disney is a terrible company, too, but it doesn't mean that, like, the Frozen 2 trailer doesn't look good, like... Yeah, and it's kind of... Get out my face. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, there's so many different portions to, you know, we don't want to play Oppression Olympics or anything like that or say this is worse than that, you know? It's... The, mm. the, the, the fact that Disney might donate to companies that do horrible things, but we're not sure how much money they donate or to what exactly those horrible things are versus someone like... 
I don't know, it's easy to boycott Chick-fil-A for a few reasons. We know exactly what kind of stuff they donate to. We see the effect of that. But also, if we're just being shitty to ourselves, I can get a chicken sandwich somewhere else. If I want to watch TV, it's going to be hard to avoid Disney because they own yeah. everything. Like, oh, I can't watch I can't watch a hockey game because it's on ESPN2 that's a subs- subsidiary of ABC and Disney. Oh, that's weird. Like, um, so is that worse than playing Overwatch but not giving them any more money because I'm bolstering their numbers so their product doesn't look like a failure but I'm not giving them further money? Like, how much does that help? And... It's a complex decision, um, but at the same time, I do feel like it is a cop-out to just say that there's no ethical consumption under capitalism, because I am somebody who says, don't shop at Chick-fil-A. Um, they are very specifically yeah. giving money to anti-gay organizations, and we're seeing those effects. What's Popeye's yeah, like doing? The, like... I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what Popeye's does. It's probably not good. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming it's not good what they're doing, but... Like, they're still a corporation, but they're not as, like, immediately, obviously, like, the, the, the no ethical consumption under capitalism thing isn't so much, like, a way to excuse just doing whatever the fuck you want because there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. It's more acknowledging, like, e- it's the good place thing, you know? Like, even when you're trying to do a good thing, there are still possibly negative, like, there is still possibly a net negative outcome because of unfair labor practices or like climate change or something like 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 emissions or whatever like the like the example that they give is like i bought some roses for my mom and that should be a positive thing but it becomes a negative thing because like the roses were picked by an immigrant who like an undocumented immigrant who wasn't paid enough and they were transported on a uh like on a truck that like whose emissions contributed to climate change. They were sprayed with a pesticide that's, like, killing native insects and stuff. Like, you know, like, that's what it is about. It's not about, like, oh, well, everything's bad, so I'm just going to buy a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Yeah. And, yeah, I think it's, there's so much of, like, how much do you consciously know, how much do you know without even checking, um... First, like, how much research would you do? Like, what would you find out? You know, like, like Wal- mm-hmm. Walmart's trash. Targets, I don't know about Target, so let's save them for last. But they probably are also not great. Amazon's super trash. But like, say you need some goods, like maybe you need a bottle of lotion because you have dry skin. That's not a need need, but I would like a bottle of lotion so my skin doesn't get ashy and crack during the winter. Where do I get that from? On the other side. I'm not, I don't make the most amount of money. The school loan system is ringing me dry. So I'd rather not buy it at CVS who charges almost double as anywhere else does. So like, okay, so I can either pay double or go somewhere unethical. But like, is that really the, and then you start to look at like, okay, well, is Johnson and Johnson even above board to begin with? Like, certainly not. So it's like all these things where I just want my skin to not be destroyed for like not $20 and you know, that does get very difficult, and, you know, I want to do and the least harm possible, like, you know. Even then, if you're, like, ordering, like, like, say, like, ordering from Amazon, like, you, like, maybe you have, like, a disability or something that you can't, like, stomp down the street to get something. Or, like, if you're ordering something heavy, like, you're not going to be able to get it home. Like, it's easier to order it on Amazon and have them deliver it directly to your house than 
yeah. like hurt yourself trying to transport something. Yeah, like, and there's that oh. part too. Um, I was listening to one of Wisecrack's podcasts. It's called Culture Binge. I recommend it to everybody. Not being paid to say that. Um, I'd love to be paid to say that. But um, <laughs> they were talking about how there's that growing economy of like uh, like Grubhubs and DoorDashes and stuff like that where it's kind of mm-hmm. culturally weird that we're doing that. Like, There's a lot of restaurants who only have like a facade, like a fake front kind of thing. They have like two uh-huh. ta- two tables in the restaurant because all their business is delivery. Um, mm-hmm. But it got me last week. Like I went to McDonald's and I was waiting for like a half an hour because they were just filling DoorDashes. I'm like, bro, I'm standing right here. Please give me some French fries. I want to go home. Like it would have been probably quicker to order this food than to walk two minutes down the street to get here. Um, and they're talking about all these things that are bad about it. But one of their viewers emailed or listeners emailed in and said, hey, you know, I understand all the stuff you're saying, but it's also really good for disability uh, people with disabilities who can't get up and drive to go somewhere or gonna have a hard time getting out of the house or maybe people that are like stuck at home like either watching their children or have other reasons to be at home like there are good reasons to do this i agree you shouldn't do it out of laziness all the time um we all deserve Mm -hmm. a treat but there's more to it than just people being lazy kind of like those commercials like do you have a hard problem doing xyz look how silly it is but it's actually Mm -hmm. for people It's it's actually a useful thing um, yeah, if you've got Parkinson's, like, a spoon that, like, you can't spill out of is very useful. Yeah. But, like, they have to make it look appealing to a wider audience because just the disability market isn't sufficient under capitalism to get a product greenlit. Yeah, that too. Um, so there, there's just all these interlocking systems that just really makes things tough. And then there's the aspect of... <sighs> Uh, like then there's the helplessness people have like how much is it going to matter if we if i one person stop playing one of the most popular like video games on the planet yeah like yeah there's just that part of it like can i make that much of a difference um and you know all all this different stuff it it was really hard to feel super excited about it um Mm -hmm. I mean, but I I was though you know and you know the Overwatch two stuff looked very cool. I said you know what I'm not gonna, I, I can put my foot down on it. I'm not gonna buy it. I'm not gonna give them more money. If it's free to play, I'll I might play it. I I probably mm-hmm. I I'll admit as a person I feel a lot easier taking a free thing from somebody and giving them a few numbers. But um, yeah, I'd still even be on the fence about it. But again, that's easier knowing that it's probably gonna come out in like a year and a half to two years and. How many more games are going to come out in that time? Will I still be playing the original one anyway? There's lots of stuff to do outside of a video game. It's not like you're asking me to boycott using a computer either. I must yeah. admit, it's not the hardest thing to not play uh, a player versus environment portion of a game. <laughs> um, so, you know, a lot of people were fighting online, back and forth. Um, people were fighting online? But it was, they were fighting, like, it wasn't just, like... Sh- shit slinging i think there's actually good discussion um maybe mm. fighting is the wrong word because yeah people fight online all the time um and people obviously people are getting called Sorry, cucks and sjw's yeah no, it's, <laughs> um but i did see a lot of people it, it was really the people were just kind of being snide like oh I, I thought you guys were boycotting it's like yeah i am um like not by boycotting being on the internet and absorbing news by yeah like you know and, and a lot of people, you know, bought their tickets to BlizzCon even before they heard about this stuff. So, like, what do you do? Like, 
you bought the ticket and your plane ticket and a hotel ticket and you're not going to get your money back for not going for any of those yeah um but a lot of people were just ha- there hanging out with their buds and it it was kind of weird hearing not the non-apology that like the big guy gave because i was like okay like i appreciate that you did address it from the get-go but this is this was this one is of the worst non-apologies super. i've ever heard like like name name blitz chung just 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 say blitz chung um but a lot of the yeah, <laughs> but a lot of the developers from the games themselves, I was like, yo, you could see that they're passionate about this, and they're not like, like I don't, I'm kind of in a weird spot right now where I don't support what the company's doing politically, but the games are pretty cool. Like we're excited about them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, like it's even like it's it's so hard, like even across industries, like my freaking. My ultimate boss is Rupert Murdoch. Like, I mean, I don't agree with anything that Fox News is doing or anything that he, uh, any, anything that his money goes to support except paying my rents. Yeah, like, and then you start looking at stuff like that. Um, like my parents, and like some of the books that we're putting out are super progressive and nothing he would ever agree with. But also, I mean, ultimately it brings in money. So I mean, yeah, no, it's a, and that's but... the other thing that makes me sad. My parents met somebody. Um, while we were out it was a it was a black woman who worked for ice um but they didn't realize that at first like oh hey what did you say ah you know what i don't really you're gonna judge me she's like i don't care i'm, I'm on vacation she's like you know i work for ice and they're like oh she's like she's like honestly it's not the best job i don't love this job but it's a job i could get to feed my child and i need to feed my child i'm like that sucks because that's how these things are sustained is by saying you know what mm-hmm you're marginalized, but we'll give you money if you marginalize other people. And you're like, well, I don't want to do that, but I need to feed my child who didn't choose to be born into this. Um, yeah. And, I, and it's kind of like the whole thing of the whole scheme of like the army targeting like poor rural and sometimes poor urban communities where it's like, I don't think they would agree with everything they have to do. And not that I have sympathy for it, but I have sympathy for being in the kind of situation that this is. In a position where that's your choice kind of thing. Yeah, like it's easy for me if somebody says, hey you want to work for ice? I'm like, no, like this is a bad thing, but you have somebody who's like trying to hold down a, a minimum wage job and living paycheck to paycheck. And like, Hey, we'll make sure that you don't miss any meals. You're like, and again, well, I, like, I think the we system talking... cause that sucks. It makes me sad. Yeah. I and mean, we were talking before we started recording about, uh, NYPD cops. And it's like, I make $44,000 a year at my job. That's barely, barely a living wage in New York city. And only because my rent has not gone up for three years, knock on wood, please let it never go up. But, like, they're hiring in cops at, like, $93,000 a year to harass people on the subway. Like, 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 there's a clear preference towards, like, hmm, do you want to work in a creative industry or do you want to work in a militarized, like, police state? Like, And, and looking at that, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and excuse anything officers do. But I, I have to assume that statistically, there's at least one police officer who's like, I don't want to hurt people in my community. I have to assume that there's one. and they Oh, yeah, and I'm then, sure there's one. And then the system pushes you to do these things and incentivizes those things. You're like, man, mm-hmm. I could really go for a 94K job to stand to there stop, and maybe stop. To stop black teenagers from jumping over the turnstile? It's like, like, I'm trained. I'm not going to tase anybody. Like, I'll try not to. But for that salary, like, I'll take that job. And you're like it's kind of hard to tell someone not to take that job. And that's the cycle that these, that the, the capitalism is built on, you know? Um, mm. and it just makes it hard to, 
you know, and, and like the more you think about it, it, like I remember people were like just not jazzed about last year's BlizzCon before we even knew about the like the Chinese stuff. Because wasn't yeah, because wasn't last year's BlizzCon right after they laid off all those people? It was right. It was before I think. It was before. Okay. Yeah, but people were just not jazzed oh, about the announcements. People were pissed about fucking yeah, fucking uh, another same face white lady. Oh, that was the Overwatch stuff. Yeah, that was upsetting. Um. But no, people were mad at like Diablo because they made like some mobile game that nobody wanted. Oh um, yeah, and people, and then but a lot of people were like, "It's this is how capitalism works. It benefits them to release it." No, probably not that game. That was a bad idea. But <laughs> people were like, "Yo, it's kind of hard to enjoy all this when we know like all the bullshit that like Activision's doing." And then we found out they fired seven hundred people. We're like, okay, so like it's really hard to be excited about this now. Um, yeah. Not to say that we weren't, but it was way harder. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, they finally did announce uh, for Overwatch. We don't know when they're coming out, but uh, finally a black lady in Overwatch and a robot that we've seen before. We don't know. They only took, what, three years? Three years, years? yeah. You know what's even weirder about it, though, is that, like, this black woman was in, like, her picture was in the first trailer. Like, she's been here the whole time. Oh, my God. Um, This character Sojourn, she was in, there was a mission this past year, like, one of their player versus environment I remember missions. her. Yeah, yeah, she was like the, like, commander. And people were like, yo, why not release her? And I think she's gonna be a damaged character, and I think they always meant for her to be. So mm-hmm. looking at where the state of the game was, it was like, no, we need, no, not yet, we actually. Really like, yeah, we can't release a damaged character Like, we right really now. don't want you to, like, could you just give us a different black woman? Like, I know you can make one. Especially since Ash could have been black. I think one of her mm-hmm. designs was brown. Um... So that was a weird, I, I don't know why they didn't take that swing and, I, I mean, it would have been a miss, but I would have took that swing and miss, that's, that's just me though. Um, but no, the, a, a lot of stuff did happen this BlizzCon, like, if, if it wasn't for the protests, it would have been their best one probably in the many years. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, United States won the World Cup in Overwatch, which was cool. Um, they, Saw that. The historic win over South Korea Congrats. for the first time, so... And, you know, Rockus, after they beat South Korea, is like, you know, we're going to go into our next match really humble and trying to say folks. I'm like, man, if I was Rockus, fuck being humble. Like, people give him <laughs> way too much shit. Like, they're like, oh, he's bad. He's not good. Why is he on a team? I'm like, he's making great plays. I don't know. If I was him, I'd be like, just middle finger to all the haters. But that, that's why I'm in a c- computer chair at home right now. And he's a pro. But um, people were very proud of the United States. They did They did a good job. Um, Hearthstone had a thing. I, I don't follow Hearthstone, but it was like their global huh? event, and they had like their first female winner. Oh, I first saw woman that. winner. Like I don't know the way to say that, but um, their first participant that is a woman won. Um, and it's like the first major title I think any woman has won in a Blizzard made like major mm-hmm. title. Which I'm like, is that just Blizzard or is that everybody? Because I don't, I, I feel like I would have heard about that at least once before. Um, uh-huh. But it's very cool, like, it, and it was like a decisive win too, um, apparently. So and she, people were very proud of her. She gave like a nice speech about like overcoming the, the bullshit that women get. Um, nice. So just from an esports standpoint, great BlizzCon, you know? Uh, and seeing a lot of people like, yeah, too bad uh, about all the other stuff. Man, this is rough. Uh, what else? Uh, I mean, like, I don't know. Did you see any of this stuff? What about what? Like, I don't know. Anything from BlizzCon that you thought was cool that you'd be like, oh, man, I wish I could enjoy this more? 
I haven't really delved into the the Overwatch two stuff yet. I haven't seen the like the cinematic or anything. I, uh... I mean, I'd give it a watch. It's it's pretty cool. Like, I think the artists deserve us to see their work, even if their company is uh-huh. kind of crap. You know, artists get yeah. enough shit as it is. Yeah, for real. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm interested in that. I'm interested in. Um, I mean, I'm like, I'm hyped at this uh, lady one. Like, yeah, I think I think her name's Lion. Lion, yeah, Lion. yeah, Lion. But that's 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 really dope so, like, that's too. That's cool. Um, I, I I'm glad it it was cool that it was in Hearthstone, a game that people consider like a very deep game, uh-huh. because one of the big things that I've been able to tell, um, or been told and been able to tell from the lack of women in esports is a lot of like that cultural timeline disadvantage. Like, since girls aren't given the opportunity or like incentivized to play games from an early age. Um, the F- FPS uh-huh. mechanics aren't there as early, you know? Um, yeah. Which is why, like, anytime you see, like, a like a girl or a woman, like, kicking ass in, like, a fighting game, they're always, like, 14 or something, you know? Because uh-huh. that's, like, the prime of, like, being able to play video games. And they, yeah. they've grown up doing it. But in Hearthstone, it's, it's a card game, you know? Um, uh-huh. And... You know, I have I, it on my computer. I don't know if I've ever played it. It's worth a shot to try. Um, I mean, it's a card game, so they want you to spend money. It's free, though, but I haven't spent any money on it. I, I've seen uh, some some interesting stuff about it. It's a cool game, but I haven't put in the time to get good or at it or grind out to get new cards and stuff. Mm-hmm. Every now and then I'll open it up, open the new packs, and just quit. Um, but it's fun. Um, I know there's a lot of, of women in that scene. It's really cool to see, um, you know, I mean, the company doesn't necessarily support you if you have political statements, but, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, the Overwatch 2 stuff looked cool. I mean, Genji has a hoodie now. We might actually get some Zenyatta lore. There's a story mission with Lucio. So, you know, the, they're starting to like build nice, the game nice. that Overwatch 1 should have been from the start. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um. Jeff Kaplan made some pretty good jokes on stage about how he's like, man, I forget what I'm supposed to say up here. It's a good thing the internet all week has been reminding me what I do have to say, though. You know, kind of <laughs> like joking about all the leaks and people, he's like, wow, oh. Overwatch 2, who would have thought? Um, and like the leaks were like, it wasn't like just information got leaked, like screenshots and images got leaked. And I don't know who did it, but they were like, I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> like... Hey, here's the character select screen of Tracer's new abilities. Here's the new forms for 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 Tracer and, and Lucio. I don't give a shit anymore. Fire me if you want to. I don't care. Um, Man, yikes! I, I I don't know who it was, but a lot of the uh, leaks were extremely accurate. But they're doing a pretty smart thing, I think, for cultural things and for business. Mm-hmm. That if you're just going to play the player versus player stuff, that's an Overwatch one. Um, uh-huh. <clears throat> that's going to be the same thing in Overwatch two. And all your cosmetics and stuff will carry over, but if you don't buy the new one, you'll still be to play with those people. Like the multiplayer is shared. It's just this um like story player versus environment stuff that's gonna be uh-huh. in Overwatch 2. And I'm like, dope. Uh you've even made it even easier to not buy your new game, because like <laughs> <laughs> for all the rest of us, we don't have to do anything else. And that's a risky move, I think, business wise, but I think it uh-huh. shows goodwill and also you fracture your player base, you're really screwed it's so it's it also shows that we're not going to make that terrible decision to split that base. So, you know, there is a lot going on. It's just difficult to, I, I don't know, find the best way to deal with all this kind of stuff. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? 
Yeah. It was cool, though. Tracer was a pilot, and she had a picture of Emily there, so they're not, like, just forgetting about that. Um, nice. Her, her girlfriend is, is alive and well. And someone said it's kind of like a cop-out that her relationship's never shown in the game. I'm like, uh-huh. buddy, there's no story in this fucking game. <laughs> like, no, yeah, that's like a constant. It's like, like, no, there's... Like, the most they could put it in is like a like an emote, right? Like Yeah, emotes are voice lines. Like, when you go to lines. King's Row, um, Tracer will say something like, oh, I wonder if Emily has done something. I don't know. Or if she's around or something. So, like, she references the person. But it's like, yo... If you didn't, like, look outside of the game, you might not even know her first name. Like, you might not know that Tracer's not her first government-given name. Yeah, honestly. The lore is just, like, trash in in the game, I mean. Outside the game, it's, it's, yeah. it's better, but it's just whatever. Um, I don't know. It, it's, it was conflicting. It was cool shit that was conflicting, which is kind of just the in and out of what I wanted to talk about today. and Just trying to yeah. figure out, like separating the art from like not the artist but like the governing body of the artist it's crap yeah (laughs) (laughs) what do you do like one step up um and and that that is hard it's getting even harder with like all the different kind of stuff that's going on about uh what do i say like social media and stuff too Mm -hmm. um this isn't a segue but something i thought of that like twitter and stuff isn't gonna like allow political ads or something yeah, I saw that. And it's, like, weird to be, like, holding up Twitter as, like, the bastion of, like, ethics online, like, compared to Facebook, where not only can you have political ads, but you're allowed to lie in them. Yeah. And I don't know why Twitter did this. Like, like I want to say Jack is in the, like, chaotic evil alignment. Honestly. But, like, part of me thinks it's just, like, I- I'm starting to more and more wonder if he's just chaotic neutral and, like, we live in a society that, like, left neutral, evil will take over. Uh-huh. Like, I, I mean, if you're like, hey, I don't care what happens, good or you bad, you're just enabling, like, nonsense to happen. Um, I mean, I think Jack's personality, like, Jack Dorsey the person is probably more on, like, the neutral evil to maybe mm-hmm. lawful evil, but, like, at Jack... It's just, like, pure chaos of, like, fuck it, like, no one gets to do political ads anymore. Like, like, hey, no one gets to be harassed. I mean, I'm going to let it happen, but I'm going to say, no, you can't do it, you know? We're going to let the bots uh-huh. take care of it. And it trends badly, you know? Like, I, I'm, I'm curious if, like, the algorithms on Twitter aren't saying, oh, hey, Nazis are fine, but criticizing Nazis is bad. Like, I don't think that that's what the rule says. I think the way the algorithm's built... It's the criticizing Nazis that gets mass flagged, and the bots are like, it got mass flagged, it must be bad. Because um, mm. anytime someone actually reviews it, it gets overturned. Um, I think Andrew T. from the podcast, Yo, Is This Racist, um, he got banned off Twitter for like an hour. Because someone said uh-huh. he was like, like they, were, they were like, he did something really racist. But then like, before he even got a chance to like, talk to a human being, it got overturned. So I'm like, that uh-huh. sounds like a bot just shut it off. Because of, like, yeah, fake reporting real. and someone said that's not right. So I'm like, okay, so, like, what's Twitter's actual political leaning? And it seems more and more to just be leaning towards chaos, and that's where evil thrives, rather than aligned good. Yeah. That's that's me being optimistic, I guess. Realistically, it's probably just bad. But I don't, yeah, I don't know to what end that helped him. Ah, tinfoil hat on. You ready for this stuff? 
I'm so ready. Hit me with the hot take. So, so here's the hot take. Twitter actually is very strongly right wing, and they want the right wing to win. However, the brilliant minds at Twitter, they're geniuses. I thought they're just I was going to say, people. I was like, is that the no, hot the take? The hot take <laughs> is that they realized that every time Republicans put out an ad against AOC, it just makes her look better. And like this AOC wants to give everybody a like make college affordable and let weed be legal and she's like yeah you caught me like never <laughs> never said I wasn't trying to do that Bernie Sanders is a socialist he's like yeah I, yeah. I am <laughs> like what do you mean <laughs> like yeah. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren's gonna do this that and the third and she's like oh also in the fourth like don't forget that yeah in the fourth don't forget that plan and that's their attack ads like I, I don't I don't know what happened it's so tw- so my hot take is Twitter's like, nope, no more ads, because we're tired of you giving them support. Like, nobody gets to make ads anymore. <laughs> that's my tinfoil hat idea. That tracks. That doesn't, that, yeah, that's, I don't think that's too, uh, too tinfoily. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know. That's, that's the world we live in. Um, anything else going on? I don't know. I talked, we talked a lot about Blizzard today, but. No, did, what, did you anything? Did you dress up for your post uh, post Halloween Halloween party? I just wore my Joker mask again and my Halloween sweater. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like that sweater a lot. Um, I mean, Persona Five Scrambles coming out eventually. Um, there's a date for it. Did I ever tell you about that? No. Persona Five Scrambles. So I remember way back when. <laughs> um, <laughs> everyone was like, "We really want Persona Five for Switch," and um, they're like, "We're releasing something called Peef." Uh, P5S. Um, people are like, is like I know you're releasing Persona Five Royal. What's what's Scramble? Um, is, uh, is the S for Switch? No, yeah, yeah, people thought that. They're like, no, it's coming to Switch, but it's not a port. It's Persona Five Scramble, the Phantom Strikers. It's a Muso game, uh-huh. and apparently that's like a Dynasty Warriors, Hyrule Warriors kind of thing. And people are like, what the hell, <laughs> Atlas? Like we said, we want a Persona on Switch. Isn't what we meant. Um, but more trailers and stuff have come out for it, and people are like, okay, this isn't what we wanted, but we really do but want this. Cool. Like, <laughs> I, I, like a, a video just came out for it, and I'm like, yo, this looks really, really good. And there's a, I only ever played Hyrule Warriors and watched my partner play Persona 5 and just fell in love with the game in Joker. But there was mm-hmm. a lot of stuff in there, like, basically, I was like, this looks like it's just Persona 5, like, pers- like I don't know, a sequel? Like, it looks like, more of the same game, but just with a different battle system. Like, you still sneak around, you still have different characters. It looks so sick. I was like, yeah, I think I want to play this. And I don't know if I want to play it on Switch or PS4, but it, lo- it looks pretty tough, Steph, I gotta tell you. It looks tough. But yeah, just because I, I, it reminded me because I'm looking at this little Joker mask I made. Uh-huh. Um, nice. Yeah. What about you? Did you do any dressing up for this Halloween or anything? I did. I dressed up. We dressed, we won uh, funniest costume at work for our work costumes. Very nice. What, what were you? Um, we uh, we have a series of conference rooms that are named after classic Harper Children's books characters. Okay. Um, so we dressed up as those characters, but like with the pet, the like passive aggressive signage that management has put up in the, the uh, in the in said rooms, like. Like, gentle reminder, if you want to, like, these rooms are only for phone calls and quiet work. Like, if you want to have lunch with your friends, go upstairs. <laughs> and uh, that, those signs are there because of me, because that's the only place that me and my friends have lunch, because you can close the door. But That's funny. Um, <laughs> but they got a laugh. We uh, we won. It was my idea, so I was very proud. Very nice. Um, very nice. 
And then we uh, we saw Rocky Horror on Halloween night, so I was dressed up as Columbia from that. Ah, uh, yes, I remember that costume. So. Yes, there's a photo of us wearing it on the uh, the CR Insta. Oh yes, there is the the character reveal Instagram, which you should totally follow. What was that like for Fantasy Fest or something? Yeah, it was for Fantasy Fest. Man. We uh, you were Frank and I was Columbia. Was that last and... year or the previous year? It was last year. No. I think it was two years ago. Two years ago, ago yeah. Yeah, because, uh, whatchamacall, Andrew and Christian weren't there. Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. Ah, oh, man. Memories, memories, memories. It's all popping back up on, like, Madame, Madame memories Facebook. on Facebook. Like, hey, remember yeah, right? this time ago? Remember like, when you had fun that time? <laughs> it's like, cool, I'm at home freezing my ass off. I do remember being in a warm, <laughs> a warm state. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Thanks, Zuck. Oh, jeez. I think I, I... Oh, I didn't bring it up on the podcast. I should have did it. Damn. I saw the Mean Girls musical. Oh, yeah. It was good. I'm glad. So, fun fact. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just saw Mean Girls all the way through for the first time this past Wednesday. Yeah, you were telling me that. That's, uh... Like, it's wild to me until I remember that you didn't watch, like, any movies. So, that was after that time. The, mm-hmm. I just hadn't seen oh, okay. it yet, because... Because, you know, toxic masculinity and whatnot. Uh-huh. So the only reason for somebody my age at the time to watch Mean Girls would have been because Lindsay Lohan was hot. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, also, I'm tired and this movie's on at midnight, so I only saw, like, bef- like when she got to school and I'm like, okay, it's I'm going to bed. Um, uh-huh. But it, it was a good movie. So you watched it before you went to see the mu- musical? Yeah, that was the key. Because I don't hear musicals very well the first time. Uh-huh. Um, and wowee, wowee, there's a lot of things that played in 2004 that would not play today in that movie. Ooh, yeah. Um, Remember when we were talking to Zora about it, and they were like, "I th- that's my unpopular opinion, I hate Mean Girls. Yeah. Because I feel like Mean Girls hates me. You know what? I, I don't... It's, you know, it's, it's very strongly a Tina Fey property. Yeah. Where you can, like, oh, I see what you were trying to do, and here's where you messed up at. Um, mm. And... There were some things like, oh yeah, we were all say we all were dropping the R bomb in two thousand four. Shouldn't have been doing that. But at the same time, you're only making like the mean character say it, so you're agreeing that it's bad, but you're still doing the thing. Yeah, it's like. Um, but in the musical, it's updated to be modern, not just oh, in the okay. sense of so, like there's still things that are like characters are problematic, but it's not as mm-hmm. the, the the show not is not as generally. Yeah. Um, but also they updated to have stuff like. Instagram, because the oh. most popular girl in school would have photos of her at a party in 2019. True. Not so much in 04. Um, and there's a few things that are like a little preachy that need to be said, you know, like they make uh-huh. they make a joke about, not really a joke, there's a joke happening and then like uh, Karen comes in to like mention that, oh hey, you know, one thing bad that happened to me was like I sent pictures to this guy when I was like 13 and it ended up on a bad website. Maybe we should, like, tell guys not to do that instead of shaming girls for it. And you're like, yeah, that's that's true. Kind of weird that you stopped the show basically to do that. <laughs> to say that. Um, but but, but like, I wish it would have been, true. like, 5% more campy because that would have worked better, like, contextually. Because it uh-huh. already almost worked. I was like, oh, no, I agreed that message. You got a nice applause break and was, like, very cool. But it was very, uh-huh. like, yeah, you're, you're kind of just, okay, like, I get it. Like, it's fine. I, I, I. I, I, I'm not going to sit there and say, like, oh, how dare you give somebody a good message. Um, 
but it, it was very cool like because all of karen's scenes were all tonally like that in the sense it was like because uh-huh. she's just a spacey person so like everything oh. would have to just stop for her to talk anyway so it wasn't like out of place it was just kind of like oh yeah okay cool um but it was it was very good i think i liked the movie a little better but only like slightly because it was just a movie contained yeah. The musical was good. It was I'd say the musical was far funnier. Um, Interesting. Just to me and the, you know, my modern sensibilities and they changed some of the plot lines around just to work in context like uh mm-hmm. what's one thing that happened? Uh, uh the math competition. The... Yeah, the math competition happens. It's faster in the movie though. It's fun. The uh, the uh, the other competitor like the other girl in the math competition's mean to a little bit meaner to uh, our, our protagonist. But uh, mm-hmm. what else? Like, yeah, Janice isn't on Spring Fling Court this time. Um, uh-huh. In the way that uh, Regina Hall finds out the bars are adding to her weight rather than reducing her weight. She finds out from her mom, like, before okay. the Halloween party, like, rather than in the car. So, like, little things that just change it around and I don't know. It didn't hurt the movie, or the, the musical. I think it just it made it feel less redundant. Honestly, it was a good time. A lot of people in costume because it was on Halloween. Nice. Um, so it worked out. A lot of people wearing pink and outfits and stuff like that. So. Very cool. Yeah, but that's all I got for today. Um, talked a lot. So much, so much talking. <laughs> yeah. This it's all good. Supposed to it's be good a talking. short one. We're like right under an hour. Stephanie, could you do me a favor and hit the people with the social media biz while I contemplate my life? Sure, I'll, uh, I can. I can take that over. Um, so everyone, if you want to find us on the internet, you can do that. Uh, you can find us online on the World Wide Web by going to characterreveal.simplecast.fm to listen to our show in a browser. You can find us on iTunes or the Stitcher or Stitcher or Spotify or the podcast whatever catcher of your choice to um, listen to our podcast via your mobile device. You can find us on Twitter at Character Rev. That's Character R-E-V, two R's in the middle, no punctuation. You can find us on Instagram at Character Reveal. You can find us on Facebook at Character Reveal. You can find us individually on the internet. You can find me on Tumblr at the Snow Queer. You can find me on Twitter at Captain Steph. You can find me on Instagram at Hella Steph. You can find Dom anywhere on the internet, because he's got that branding, uh, by finding Brother Dom. It's uh, T-H-A, not T-H-E-R. That's anywhere he wants to be found, that's him. That's me. Uh, that's him. So, that's about it. That's it. I, um, damn, it's it's uh, it's November, but we have a streak going, you guys. Y'all, yens, your homies, my friends, folks. Um, be good to each other. I think yes. just, we need to be better to each other. But other than that, thanks for listening. We really appreciate all the listening we've been getting. It's Our numbers are going up pretty pretty quickly, so we appreciate everyone who stuck around through our pretty long hiatus. Uh, it mean, yeah, it, thanks, y'all. Yeah, it really means... I know we're not a huge, huge audience or community, but it means more than, a lot, than you'll know. It's really nice. Um, so thanks again for sticking with us. Thanks for listening to another episode. And until next time... See you later. Bye. Woo! More in the bag.